Well, hello. How the heck is everybody on this? You know what? I have been waiting, waiting a whole week for rain in Hugo. I wake up this morning and I'm like, oh, finally it's rain. And it was just a spit. It uh, just enough to make a frame around the chairs and the deck and such. And I planted most of my pots last year or last uh, Saturday. And I, I gave them a little bit of water. But, every, you know, Saturday was supposed to rain and then Sunday and then Monday. And, two, and then now here we are on Sunday again. So and then here. I must have brought the rain here from somewhere because now it's raining out here at the station. So it's like, okay, now hopefully when I leave the station today, it will follow me out to Hugo and then everything will get good because I planted some seeds too. So, uh, well, we'll see what happens. So, Carly, how the heck are you? Yeah, right in the middle of Doing well. Doing well. You know, <laughs> trying to hydrate. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Well, geez. Yes. I know. I feel like I haven't seen you. you. I know. Yeah. Aren't you just lucky? <laughs> no, I missed it. Oh. That was cool. Did you feel like a uh, fish out of water? What did you do for your dad for uh, Father's Day last week? Um, so we had everyone come over to my parents' house and um, just kind of grill for him. Oh, and nice. What did you have on the grill? We did salmon, um, like sliders, and chicken. Wait like, a minute. Sliders like what? Like Salmon sliders? No, no, or, no. Okay. Like just... Burger sliders, oh, okay. like uh, little. Oh, okay, yeah. just, I'm like, wait a minute, yeah. you're putting good salmon in a slider? No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. That was just for fun. That was our first time grilling salmon, so oh, okay. it turned out really well. Put, We're going to try it again. It? You didn't kill it, kill it? I didn't, no, no, we didn't kill you didn't it. Turn we it didn't jerky. kill anybody else. Yeah, it was, it was no pretty fires, solid. No fire department? No fires? Well, actually, that's funny that you say that, because we did cook, cook bacon, because my brother-in-law was there, and that's okay. his favorite. Okay. We did actually set... A the bacon fire. on fire, oh, okay. but that's, yeah, oh, yeah, that's besides the point, yeah, right? Yeah, there you go, yeah. exactly. You saved the fish. Yes, exactly. Save, save yep, yep, fish. yep. Yeah, I just, I, I strung, um, what was that, Thursday, Thursday night? Thursday night. Yeah. I strung uh, some more Christmas lights in my new gazebo. Oh, yeah. yeah did you know I got a gazebo? Yeah. You, you okay. had told me about it, yeah. The week before Memorial Day, we got this gazebo. It came all built and everything. It's 10 by 12. And it's really way cool. And so anyway, uh, my husband told me that we were we were renting it for the summer because you can rent or buy. So I was like, fine, okay. I said, I, I got to put my Christmas lights up. So I got to put some nails in here. So I used little tiny nails. Yeah. And so anyway, well, then we had our insurance redone. And I found out through the insurance guy that there's insurance on the gazebo. <laughs> so I'm like, well, then I guess we're not renting. I guess we're buying it. Yeah. <laughs> so then it's like, okay, bring out the Christmas lights. Bring out the big nails. <laughs> awesome. So I spent uh, Friday and Saturday, or Thursday and Friday, string Christmas lights. Do you have it like all around it? Looked. Yeah. Do you have it like all around it, or is it on the like, inside of the gazebo? It's all wood. It, yeah. It's really pretty. It's it's it's, it's nice. But like, is gazebo. it is it just like on the like the ceiling of the gazebo, or right is it now, like yes. yeah? Because okay. there's rafters in yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So I strung them from so the just, rafters uh, yeah. and then around the inside. See, I don't want to. Already, like, I guess sent a picture to my daughter, and she's like, "Mom." You know, you're the most redneck person I know. Uh, <laughs> and I ouch. said, well, I can't use the white lights because that attracts the, bu- attracts the bugs. Right. So I use the colored Christmas lights. And I love that. You know, I think I just love yeah. the ambiance. But I found bulbs or LED bigger. Than oh, the yeah, ones yeah, I yeah. Had. So I got those. Thank God for Prime. <laughs> I know. Amazon. Yeah. And so, yeah. So the I, of yeah, everyone. Oh, you should see it. I think it looks rather tasteful myself my my daughter on the other hand yeah, yeah i gotta so get much. out to the farm one of these days <laughs> and so we'll much. check it out oh yeah but then i got them all up and i couldn't wait for dark it's like hurry up get dark i wanted <laughs> to see how they looked <laughs> like i'm ready i'm ready yes yeah, so but so yeah we had fun with that awesome so anyway so we got 
<coughs> Excuse me. Now, this Thursday is going to be a big day. This Thursday, the 27th, I'm going to be at, uh, with Donna and Steve. You know, Donna and Steve had their show here from 9 to noon. And they're going to be doing their show live down at Pet Stuff in Minnetonka. And so I'm going to be there from 9 to noon also. I'm not going to be on the show. What I'm going to be there is you can come on up, ask me your you know pet questions or whatever type of thing. If you got your puppers and they're user-friendly, bring them on down so I can say hi and stuff like that. Uh, but anyway, so hopefully you'll take the time to come on down and, and see us at Pet Stuff in Minnetonka. It, uh, it's a great store, and then it's going to be fun to be with Donna and Steve. Donna, I don't know that much that well because I haven't met met her. But Steve, you know, with Twin Cities Live, when I'm on that, you know, I know Steve. So, but anyway, so hopefully they'll have maybe say hi or something on the radio. But so I'm going to be down there. Hopefully they're going to have coffee for you, maybe some donuts or whatever type thing. So stop on down, and that's going to be this Thursday, June 27th, at Pet Stuff in Minnetonka. And then there's going to be uh, Nutrisource is going to be there. We're going to be giving away um, uh, free samples of a lot of the new products they've got coming out. We're going to have Katie on. Uh, so she can talk about all the new products. Uh, and one thing I'm really excited about from Nutrisource, you have to try their new jerky treats They're from Nutrisource. There's Nutrisource jerky treats and then there's Pure Vita jerky treats, but the Pure Vita, uh, the, uh, Nutrisource ones, I think there's four flavors. They are so awesome. And you can break them up and, uh, uh the dogs love them, but the cats, my cats go bonkers over them. So you, you gotta try the new, uh, jerky treats from uh, Nutrisource. So, uh, go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com. <laughs> And you'll see them all for yourself. And plus the new products that are going to be coming out. So this Thursday, market calendar, come on down and say hi, okay? And then, uh, let's see, this week, otherwise, no, I think that's about it. Uh, we've got my my stuff planted. And then now today, we're going to be having, we have a special guest. Um, and I put it on my Facebook last week. By the way, you know, you can stream my show every Sunday live. Go to mytalk1071.com, go to the Katie K9 show page, click on my neat face, and you can listen to me all over the world. And don't forget, you can do all the shows here on my talk are podcast if you do podcasts. So you can check that out in case you can't listen. To, or let's say you hear something and you wasn't quite sure what it was, then you can, you know, podcast me. So so please, hopefully that will work for you. But yeah, just go to mytalk1071.com. And uh, so, but we have a special, it's, and now you've probably heard the commercials, you know, uh, around my show or in my show here from Lun, L-U-N, Seth, S-E-T-H, uh, Organic Lawns. And so we've, we've got Shay, that's as my, my, my grandson who just got married, his new wife. Uh, okay. Her name is Shay. And when I first, uh, first met her, I'm like, what? Cause I never heard the name Shay before. And so Derek would go, Grandma, it's Hay with an S because, you know, we bail Hay. So that's one way he thought that, well, and then that's one way, to, and I did. And I, so now we have another hey with an S. We have Shay uh, f- uh, with us, and so Shay, why don't you hit your here's you hit your button there, and we'll bring you on up. And so now you uh, are the owners of Lun Seth, right? That is correct. And what's the official name of your company? Organic Lawns by Lun Seth. All right, and that's what we want to talk about. Is that that we're you know everybody knows I'm a huge nut about no chemicals. If you don't have worms or ants in your lawn, you got a toxic lawn. <laughs> and so, and a lot of people didn't even think of that. And they just kind of scratch your head like, oh, my lawn might be toxic. <laughs> I said, well, you're definitely not feeding the robins. I, I'm now, on the other hand, feeding a lot of robins. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so that's what we want to talk about today is we want to talk about the different ways instead of using the chemicals and such like that. And so I was really excited to have you on, you know, today because, you know, I, you know, yeah, I can say, okay, this is what I learned, but it's better to have the people that are in the trenches so that, and then, and then also folks, if you've got calls or questions, you know, for uh, Shay, uh, please 
you've called them in at 651-641-1071 as we get going here. Okay, well, welcome to the Katie Canine Show. Thank you. <laughs> now, how long have you been in business? So, we, my husband started a traditional um, lawn mowing company in 2007. Mm-hmm. We started organic in 2010. Okay. And what was the purpose of, what, what you told me a little story about how you got into doing things organic. Sure. So, um, so we had a, our first child in 2008 and started to do organic lawn care on our own lawn and then kind of thought, this is working. I think we could do this. We had our second child in 2010. Um, that was the catalyst of me saying, I think I should help you. And I think we should start this organic business. Um, didn't have any idea, idea how to do it <laughs> and didn't really trust his answers yeah. about what he thought. <laughs> good gal, good gal. <laughs> um, so I went back and got my uh, uh, master in horticulture at the U of M, um, specifically in organic turf management to make sure that our ideas of what we wanted to do would be um, correct um, and that we had the knowledge behind it oh that is awesome okay now, now we got you introduced so now we got of course we're on the break <laughs> <laughs> and then we're gonna come back so if you got any questions for shay about uh, organic uh lawn please call it in at any time and then, of course i'm taking questions too so let's see okay what we're gonna go to blah, 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 blah. okay this is a really good one okay you ready here carly sure. how on the average okay how many times is a cow poop a day Okay, that's now. Alrighty, thank you for staying with the Katie Canine Show. I greatly appreciate it. Today we're talking organic lawns with Lun, L-U-N-S-E-T-H. Organic lawns by Lun Seth. Lun, Lun, and she just informed me. Lun, like gun, Lun, all right? (laughs) But anyway, okay. So how many, on the average, how many times does a cow poop a day? What would you be thoughts on that, Carly? Um, I want to say... I, uh, ten times a day. All right. Do you have any idea, uh, Shay? I was going to say ten as well. Okay. Bah. Oh no. On the average, it's sixteen times a day. Okay. Well, but we were close. Yeah. We. Yes, I were. mean, usually no, yes, I'm like way possibly, off. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> no, you were very. <laughs> I, and first of all, I like to know who was in charge of collecting this data, <laughs> right? <laughs> Sitting and watching cows yeah. poop and averaging it out. Well, so, and how many cows did they have to watch poop? Yeah, like that's yeah. the like okay, in order to get go. an average. Yeah. No, okay. Oof. All right. That just sounds okay. Yuck. So, <laughs> okay. We're going to quick run to uh, the phone lines because we got Jody calling in with an update. Okay. Jody, are you there? Hi, Jody. Hello. Hi. You got an update for us? I do have an update. It's not a good update, Uh-oh. which I'm sorry to say, but um, Millie ended up having a seizure and passed away on Thursday. Are you kidding, Crid? No. Oh, no. my. I am. Um, Tried the butter. You know, the butter when we got home that night, yep. and uh, ended up taking her back into the vet. They ended up doing X-rays and found that she was very bound up, right. and um, gave her an enema. Okay, and then um, came home with another um, prescription medicine because they really weren't couldn't figure out why she was it, so it, bound they up. They knew it was something more neurological now. Okay, okay, and. Um, so anyway, ended up still not getting better, um, took her back to the vet again on Wednesday. They were doing fluids to get her because she was getting Hydrate, dehydrated. Yep, yep, yep. Cause she, I was, they told me to continue to force feed her. Oh, okay. 
and um, so I was, and then on Thursday I had an appointment to take her back to the vet, and then that morning she got up and I just said to my husband, I said, she's worse today than she's ever been, and I almost felt like she almost had like a little mini stroke or something, because she just kind of went, veered off to her left side, and then just shook and shivered and had like a seizure and then passed away in my arms. Oh, kiddo, I am so sorry. Yeah. Now, how old was Millie? She was four. Four. Geez, that just doesn't... Yeah, they did an autopsy. Yeah, I was just going to say, did he do an autopsy? And everything, the vet was just, um, her. everything was good, and she really wasn't even bound up. Really? Um, She said her heart was good, all of her organs were good. The only concerning thing that she did see, which made her feel that it was something neurological, was that her gums were totally white within an hour. And um, so it's like she bled out or something. But um, she, you know, the vet had called again on Friday because she's just, she's devastated because, you know, I keep going back to the Provocto pill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, when you read all the stuff on there, Mm -hmm. you know, seizures is the number one cause. Yes, it is. um, I did email and and I um, am also having, they saved a tissue and I'm having that sent out because I want to make sure that I try to save other dogs' lives. Oh, yeah, that is so kind of you. I mean, and so. um, I'm going to pay to have that done, and just because we got to figure out what this was, because yeah. I, you know, I don't, you know, I, I just wanted the what company answers? needs to know there's right. more than just seizures. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. It's neurological. It's it's you know shutting down organs. Yep. It's all of that stuff. Yeah, so it, is. Um, it wasn't a good ending, and we're devastated. Uh, but oh, I'm devastated I just wanted I wanted to follow up with you so, so you knew, oh, and then again that. to let your listeners know. Yep. Don't not give your dog that pill. Well, see that's well that's I uh, in my classes you know when we talk about natural flea and tick and and such like that is that I I tell them you know you know I, I'm that okay in my if all the dogs are mine, <laughs> mm-hmm. yep, okay, yep. I would never give them anything that you have to put inside of the dog to prevent something from outside the dog. Yep. Because if they have a reaction, something goes wrong, you're screwed. Yep. At least with the topicals, you can take Dawn dish soap, you know, and put it on and work it in and work it in and then rinse it off. Work it. You know, you, could do, you have a little bit of a recourse, yep. but when it goes in there, you're at, the mercy of whatever's going to happen. So, yep. yeah, yeah, it is crazy. And I'm so sorry you had to go through this. Yep. But, yes, I'm, please keep yeah. us uh, going on, on, as you get information back and such like that. And keep us updated because that I is will. really, really nice of you. Because, like you say, if you can help save other dogs. Because at four years old, there's no way. No, that especially it, when she was totally healthy. Oh, there was nothing that yep. showed up in the autopsy yep. that would have alerted you to even, you know. Right. And even in her blood work. You know, we had a couple times blood work done and there was you know no temp there was nothing no high protein levels or anything that would have made you oh it's that right 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 and um so, yeah. Yep. So, especially I, so I smaller. I wanted to let you know that. Yep. And, again, I, I appreciate you. Well, no, I appreciate you keeping yep. up, you know, because it's got to yep. be hard for you. The loss is so, you know, yep. recent. So. Yep. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. We'll, we'll see where we end up going from down the road here. All but, right. you know, right now um, we had her cremated and can't wait to get her home. All right. Thank yep. you so much, Jody. You okay, take care. You and I'm so sorry. Day, bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Once again, the chemicals, hence why we are talking chemicals today that go, that unfortunately we best be paying attention because I've, uh, have read several articles and in a lot of them mention is our, our pets, the new canary 
in the gold or in the gold mine in the coal mine because you know uh, there's so many like when um you drive by and like this has been treated stay off for 24 hours you can't tell me that you're not bringing residue and in fact there's there's this uh, uh purdue university you know did a deal here gotta put my glasses on so i could read 2013 they found that lawns Herbicide camels were detected in the urine of dogs, 14 out of 25 households before the lawn was even treated. Okay. Then after it was treated, 19 out of the 25, you know, came up, uh, with pot, you know, your levels of that. And then, uh, and then it was just four out of eight in untreated dogs, even though that, you know, they're, they're, they, people thought they were, they, they were doing things naturally, but, you know, they were bringing the dog in places they didn't realize that had all this, the chemicals, mm-hmm. which is true. You know, but you got to start with your own backyard. Okay. And so now the big thing is, is that now you started to have kids decided that, you know, we best pay attention here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now what's the difference between a pesticide and a herbicide? So the pa- a pesticide is a blanket name for all sides. So uh, or an herbicide is a pesticide. So okay. pesticide is just a, kind of a generic name for all of them. Um, herbicide is going to be getting rid of an unwanted plant. So that's what we consider things like our lawn chemicals that are getting rid of weeds out of grass. Okay. So that's an herbicide. If you use an insecticide, that's getting insects out of the lawn. All right. Um, and pesticide would just be the blanket term for those things. Oh, okay. I did not know that. Because herbicide to me sounds a little bit more kinder, gentler than a, yeah. than a pesticide. Yeah. Does, but, it, okay, didn't think of that. Yeah. So one's for pests and one's for the, the plant itself. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now where, where do we start? Okay, now I have never used chemicals on, I don't even use fertilizer. Mm-hmm. And so hence why I have so much crab grass and creeping Charlie and a lot of dandelions. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind. I really don't. Purple yeah. and uh, yellow go well together. Yes. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> and so and so w- when people come to you, what's their big, obviously they want to start doing things natural. So where do mm-hmm. we start? So, I mean, really, you can start anywhere. Okay. One thing I always encourage people is you can do nothing, mm-hmm. and that is fine. And some of that is just changing our mindset around a lawn. Mm-hmm. What what does this lawn mean to us? What do we want to do with this lawn? Um, it It's okay to have some weeds in there. Mm-hmm. It's okay... Um, to if you have something that's kind of rough and you want to improve that for your dog to lay in to make it more comfortable, mm-hmm. uh, that's a good. Those are good goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so think even just how you said, um, like I don't even use fertilizers. Most fertilizers are chemically based. Okay. Part of that is you know fertilizers. There's all different types how they how they work, mm-hmm. what they uh, their mode of action, what what you're trying to do with it. But um, organic fertilizers are feeding the soil that feed the roots that grow grass. The, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, now organic fertilizer. Mm-hmm. Give us some examples. So organic fertilizer, we use uh, fertilizer that would be certified. OMRI third-party certified is 100%. There's a big difference between uh, organic-based and 100% because organic-based could still only include... Uh, you know, 40% okay. natural ingredients and the rest are chemically Chemical. based. Oh, okay. So it's kind of like, what do you, what is your goal? What do you want to do? You either do a hundred percent or nothing mm-hmm. in my opinion. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that well, it makes a lot of sense, <laughs> but even cutting back sometimes. So, sure. uh, okay. So, um, uh, so what now, uh, I, for my house plants, I use a uh, fish emulsion. Mm-hmm. Now is, is that a good thing? And can they buy it in bulk? So you can make your whole, 
backyard feel like a fishery? Sure. <laughs> yeah. And there, I mean, there's lots of products out there. I always say, you know, read what it is because mm-hmm. everything, um, things that are good for household plants may not be good in your lawn. Oh, that's true. And, you know, you think about the repercussions of, uh, do you have a lake nearby? Do you have Ooh. other wildlife? Yeah. Um, you know, so, so there's there's lots of information out there read uh read the labels uh, ask questions if someone's going to sell you something ask when we come back give us things that we are looking for as we are reading labels okay so we got it once again it's that time okay let's see what is the most poisonous fish in the world what is the most poisonous fish speaking of fish emotion we'll be back that would be me, Katie K9. Thanks for tuning in. Greatly appreciate it. Hey, we're taking your phone calls. Uh, please uh, call in 651-641-1071 if you've got any questions about, okay, my lawn. How can you help your lawn organically? And that's why we have Shay Lunn, as in gun, Seth, uh, here on the show. All right. And how can they get a hold of you, Shay? Uh, you can- oh, you got to hit the white, hit the button. There we go. She did it. There you go. go uh, sorry. Yep. You can... Um, you can give us probably the easiest is email to mm-hmm. um, organic lawns by Lun Seth L U N is a Nancy S is in Sam E T H at uh, Gmail um, also lunseth.org will get you to our website. All right, sounds good. Okay, what is the most poisonous fish out there, Carly? You have any idea? I've never the, heard of this fish. The puffer fish. That, you know, that was my first thought on that, too. Yeah. I know that is very poisonous. Yeah. Do you have any idea? No. Any I was going to say puffer or eel yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, too. I've never seen this. I should Google this, but that would require some knowledge about the internet. <laughs> Let me see if I can It's do called it. a stone fish is the most poisonous. A stone fish. Mm. So there you go. Now you know. All right. <laughs> okay, so now what we're reading labels. Okay, let's say I'm I'm gonna I want to try to do better for my lawn, and uh, so what am I looking for, or what what let's go what things should I stay away from? Yeah, so I would I would first every time you look at a product, turn it around and read the back of the label. Um, some of the things, if you do not understand the word, <laughs> or uh, if it says urea, something like that, those are um, synthetic. Uh, language. Urea, like how was that spelled? R I U R E A. Urea. Urea. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, and and really, there's they'll usually say the active ingredients and the inert. You know, read and see what those inert ingredients okay, are. Okay. And what does that? Mean? And so, what are bad ones? Um, everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, some of my knowledge wouldn't even stem okay. into it, except for I only want to see things in the label. I understand what that is and All what right. that means. All right. Okay. Well, that was that makes sense. The same thing when you're buying dog treats and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. If you need to get a dictionary out, then you best not buy that. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the same thing with food. <laughs> but anyway, okay, so now things that we are looking for that, that could help my lawn. So, um, I mean, the simplest thing, if you do, really, I think all the time is seeding. If mm-hmm. you do good cultural methods, Keep your grass cut high. Uh, do an annual aeration to relieve compaction, especially with dogs and, you know, if they have areas okay. that they're constantly running in. Um, and then planting new grass right. and grass species that do well in with a low condition. maintenance. Yeah. In Minnesota, in a low maintenance environment, you don't right. have to water it very much. You don't have to feed it very much. Oh, that's drought cool. resistant. Those would be the easiest thing to do is just get good grass there mm-hmm. as opposed to trying to manage everything else. Right. Um, and really the, the idea is to the, the biggest con- concern with, with lawn care is weeds. Right. If you have thick, health, lush grass, that's going to naturally crowd out weeds. Get all your energy towards growing the grass would be um, a good step. Okay, I have a question. Is there a seed you could put down 
like in the fall. So then when winter, you know, then all the snow comes and then when, and then when summer comes, it, you know, with the melting and the warm up that that seed survives. So then that technically I reseeded my mm-hmm. lawn. Can you, you should, do that or not? All, all seeding efforts should be done in the fall in Is Minnesota. You, oh, really? Yeah, because we, that immature grass can overwinter much better than it can over summer. Really? Yeah, well, that so makes sense. It, yep. So it's, you know, get it, get it going in September. That's it's still a nice growing period, but there's, there's less competition with weeds. Um, then that all the seeds that do well in Minnesota, they can overwinter perfectly and then they continue the process in the early spring. So then by the time we see the sun again, it's, Oh, it's that nice makes and, a lot and, of sense. And oh. then it's stronger to withstand all of the heat and stresses of summer. Okay. What are some, now I've heard of corn gluten meal mm-hmm. being a good, uh, um, it sterilizes, like when a dandelion goes to seeds, okay, that it sterilizes the seeds so I won't get any more new dandelions uh, or creeping Charlie or whatever. Is that, how does that work? Yeah. So it's actually, it doesn't sterilize anything. That would be like what a, a chemical would do is okay. they sterilize seeds. So corn gluten is something you have to use for multiple years. Yep. Um, you have to put it down at the right rates because if you do it too little, it actually just as a fertilizer, it won't control weeds. Mm-hmm. But what it does is it prevents the root from fully forming on things that are trying to germinate. So oh, okay. in the spring, if you do it in the early spring when, you know, the the soil before it gets 55 degrees, so crabgrass is going to start germinating at 55, 57 degrees. You get the corn gluten down at a heavy rate before that. It'll prevent those roots from fully forming so they can't germinate and thus you've prevented that weed. Okay, does that, but now if I put seed down in the fall... Will that prevent that from going? No, because as long as you you can't seed at the same time as corn gluten, because okay. it's going to prevent that okay. seed. Okay. Okay. But doing it in the fall, it's already been established by spring, so oh, then okay. you're okay to do corn. Okay, I see. I see. Well, I'll be dang. Okay, are there some any other things that uh, one can do to improve? Okay, we're going to overseed. We're going to you know seed mm-hmm. more to try to get more grass, so that then um, it, it, it does squeeze out the weeds or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the best thing I d- try to do, well, I used to do, but then it's like nah. Now I just have yellow poppies all over mm-hmm. um is that w- after a rain when the when the earth is uh you know where it's easy to pull weeds and stuff mm-hmm. go out there and pop out some of the dandelions and stuff if it really drives you nuts instead of using yeah. the chemicals correct yeah yeah and there's lots of new tools out there that you you can like what? make it easier i don't i don't use any of them oh, okay. myself i okay. i don't want to handpick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i just live with them but uh you know there's lots of our customers have all sorts of handy dandy things where you're not bending over you're kind of standing and twisting and plucking out a dandelion as long as it gets the full root um i think technology is there to okay. make those things much more successful okay now let's say i'm gonna um, i'm gonna maybe do something help my lawn a little bit more mm-hmm. okay i'm having you guys come out so what's my first step when you come on out to a place yeah so i don't i really don't treat any lawn different than another okay. because um what uh, our approach would be it'd be a long-term approach we're going to try to get health healthy soil that grows healthy grass and that grass that does well in minnesota mm-hmm. so i don't need to know if you have 100 percent weeds or zero right um the soil condition we can't change that very rapidly so it doesn't really matter at first mm-hmm. um so this time of year is when we're doing um Organic fertilizer, so 100% organic fertilizer. You would do um, liquid iron as a post-emergent for things like dandelions. We're kind of right outside of when that first big um, 
Bloom was. Right, yeah. Um, but then the mo- now we're kind of hot summer months. There's not a lot you should do. You should do. Um, really put a lot of effort into the seeding. The um, So we do aeration, overseeding. And then the fall fertilizer is the most important one of oh, the season. Okay. And what time, uh, is, what are we looking at? September, October, November? September. September. Um, would be typical to do all three. It depends on, there's a couple other grass species you'd want to do maybe more like late August. Okay. Um, but typically September is a beautiful time in Minnesota to put all your efforts towards that. Now, when I go to buy grass seed, I, I have no idea what I'm looking for. Yeah. And I was up at Wally World and I got, it said commercial heavy duty. Mm-hmm. So I just grabbed that and I'll put it out. And I've been waiting for two weeks for rain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the seed's going to be good anymore. But anyway. <laughs> and, and, oh, so, so when we're looking, we're standing and looking at these uh, what are we looking for? Yeah, that's a really good question because that's um, very, even the most reputable companies, there was a lot of junk seed sold out there. Okay. Um, if you had to do the plain and simple rule, go for the most expensive because it most likely it's going to have more seed. Seed in it. Um, don't, there's some seed that really has 5% seed and 95% mulch. Well, if you want seed, get seed. So make sure you turn around and read it. Okay. You want a high germination rate. A high purity late. Is that listed on the label? It should be. If it, it doesn't, I would. I would not. If it d- doesn't tell you what kind of grass that is specifically, and okay. it doesn't give you this information, I would not purchase that. Ah, um, so it does. It says on the back. It says on the back. It'll say pure live seed, so PLS. Um, okay. Your germination rate, and then it should have a date tested. You want that date tested to be within the last nine months. Oh, Otherwise, okay. it's old and it may not germinate. germinate. So as long as you you look at these things, it's like if you're going to put money towards it, you want it the most successful germination rate that you can get are there some i don't know if you want to do you want to name names are there better seeds out there i mean companies that are have a higher quality product i mean where they're not going to have uh so much mulch compared mm-hmm. to seeds or whatever is there there you know really just read the label yes and every there's a lot of every year we there's ntep studies that t- that test seed in minnesota to tell you which varieties are like which um, different cultivars are doing better than others so cultivars that were good five years ago are not the best anymore oh, really yeah so they, and they're constantly doing research on this um we the university of minnesota and minnesota in general fine fescues is a really good type of grass it in say that again fine fescues okay so that's spell that like fine f-i-n-e i-n-e yeah and fescues f-e-s C U E fine okay. fescue, fine fescue, and that is a kind of a j- big term for many different um, types of grasses that fall into a fine fescue okay. type of grass. Okay, uh, but that's a really low. It doesn't require as much water. Doesn't require as much nitrogen. Doesn't require much sunlight. It's a real low maintenance type of grass that does really well in Minnesota. Okay, um, that's what you would want. You know, as opposed to. Like Kentucky bluegrass requires a lot of nitrogen, a lot of sunlight. Uh-huh. Um, so, you know, think about your lawn and what you want and how you want to maintain Dang that. It. And so you set the grass up for a low maintenance. Um, hard fescue is one that is um, a lot of people don't know about. It's very good in Minnesota. Um, it tests really well. It overwinters very well. That is part of fine fescue uh, variety. You'd want to have as much diversity as you can because... Where one grass might, there might be an environmental condition where it's yeah. not very suitable. As long as you have a mix, always something can kind of do well. Mm-hmm. And that's where you want to set yourself up. So you're not oh. micromanaging the lawn too much. I should have read my package, huh, Carly? <laughs> 
I think I threw it away. But anyway, okay, hold that thought because we're going to run here and then we come back. Then we'll take a couple, we got a couple callers that have been hanging on and we'll go to you guys. So hang on there. We'll get to you when we get back. And again, if you got questions for Shay and Lunseth Organic Lawns, please call them in. 651-641-1070. Okay, where we are. Killer whales are not whales. Okay, do you know what family they belong to? Killer whales are not whales. They don't belong to the whale family. What family do they belong to? We'll be back. Hello. Thank you, too, for tuning into the Katie Canine Show. All right. Uh, the question, what family do the killer whales, they're not a whale family, what species do they belong to? Do you have any idea, Carly? Um, think about it. Think about it. Think about what they look like. Orcas. They're, I mean, they're called orcas, right? right. Uh, uh, so, um, I don't, but think of what they look like. Uh, I don't know. When it, when you find out, you'll, it'll be an aha moment. What about you, Shane? Is it you a dolphin? Idea? Yes. Is it really? Yeah. Oh. Yep. No way. Yeah, so if you look at them, they kind of look no dolphin-ish, way. like, like, like a giant. Not as, you know, they have the bottle, but when you, they're kind of shaped like a dolphin. Yeah. Yeah, and they belong to the dolphin family, the killer whales. Crazy. Isn't that something? That also tells you why they're so smart. Look at how smart a dolphin yeah. is, you know? But yeah, they belong to the dolphin family. I just remember ding, the movie. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, you guys, I'm brilliant. <laughs> I, just brilliant. Remember, yeah, I just remember the movie Free Willy. That's oh, all I really know. That like, brought me yeah. Oh my gosh. And Free Willy too wasn't well, the I liked Free Willy. Um, garbage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was garbage. It's one of those I'm things. I'm just telling you right yet. straight no. up. Yeah. Not yeah. gonna hide it my feelings not. about that. No, that's good because it was not good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's gonna run up or uh I well, see I still from the age you're gonna go to Blockbuster and rent the movie. <laughs> now they'll go to Next Flux and see if Free yeah, Willy's. Yeah, they're gonna try and find Free Willy. <laughs> there you go. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Oh, and don't forget this Thursday, June 27th, I'm going to be live with Donna and Steve uh, doing our uh, their show from 9 to 10 at Pet Stuff in Minnetonka. So please come on down, say hi. Uh, Nutrisource is going to be there giving out free samples. Uh, talk to me, uh, have some coffee, have some donuts, uh, bring your coffee, bring your donuts. And bring you down, bring me a donut. You know what I have my favorite? Uh, it's not really a donut, is a chocolate eclair, but the real ones, the ones that kind of have that. <sighs> not the doughy thing, but it's it's kind of like a powder puff, or um, not powder puff, cream puff, like a cream puff shell that has the real cream inside, and then the, oh, okay, now I'm officially hungry. Okay, so next this Thursday nine to noon, please stop on down at Pet. For uh, pet stuff in Minnetonka, and um, like I said, Nutrisource got free samples for you there. Meet me, ask me your questions, bring your puppers that are friendly or whatever. Even an iguana, I'm not scared of them. Yep. <laughs> anyway, I held a giant snake the other day. Oh, did you? And yeah, why? and it was like a it was a bow constructor. And why? Just for fun. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you'd be impressed with that. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Not impressed. That would have taken. You just that, think I'm cuckoo. That, right? that would have caught. They'd have me even come within the room of something that big. Would have cost. Or I would have had several bush lights needed. Okay, <laughs> maybe a couple Bloody Marys on top of it. <laughs> but anyway, no, thank you. No, no. I mean, I can. Oh, never mind. Okay, let's go to Alex. Alex has been waiting patiently on the line, so let's go take care of Alex and see what she's got to say, and then we'll get back to our special guest. Okay, she has a question about miniature schnauzers. Mini schnauzers. All right. Hi, Alex. Thanks for uh, holding on. I greatly appreciate it. Hi, Katie. Hi there. I love your show. Well, thank you. I wanted to ask, my daughter has an almost four-year-old miniature schnauzer male. Mm Mm-hmm. Wonderful dog, really good uh, temperament. 
she uh, socializes him a lot, walking around the lakes in the Twin Cities. But the one issue that she's trying to fix and she's perplexed as to how to do it is the kind of high, shrill bark mm-hmm. that they have when they get really excited. excited. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, people kind of are put off by it. It kind of sounds like, you know, he might be hurt. Yep, screaming. Not. Yeah, I know excited. it. Yeah, I know what it. What do you recommend? <laughs> she, she's been told to use, you know, a bark collar. She doesn't want to do that. And right. I think that might even make it worse sometimes. She's kind of perplexed and yep. was hoping you might have some suggestions. Well, first, uh, uh, well, you could try the shake can. You know, the pop can rinsed out, put five pennies in it, tape the top of it with duct tape, and just uh-huh. carry it with you. And so if your dog is starting to get, you know, amped up, and you're like, here it comes, shake the can, ah, 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 ah. Uh, quiet, quiet. Okay. Just stay very calm. Don't start screaming and yelling because then the dog is like, well, let's scream together. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. So anyway, so you shake the can because that startles them. And small dogs are more sound sensitive. And so that's uh-huh. what, so just shake the can and just have her carry it with her like when she goes on walks or whatever. Sure. And after a while, all you have to do is just a little tingle, tingle, tingle. It doesn't have to be the full-blown shake and the dog's going to be fine. Another okay. thing is sometimes when a dog barks, too much, then what do you do? And this sounds goofy, but it does work for, for some. Is you teach the dog to like scream or bark on command. So when the dog starts screaming like that, oh, good scream, yay you, good scream, or good talk, or good talk. Okay, and then reward it. Give 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 him a treat or a pet or whatever type thing. Okay, uh-huh. now what you're after is when you can get it on command. You know, like uh, talk to me, all right? And he does that. Now you're gonna go quiet. And now he gets the pet or the treat for quieting. So now, so you know what I mean? So you're teaching them because a lot of times the dogs have no idea what, you know, all they know is that, you know, like you say, when they get excited, uh-huh. that's just what's coming out of them. Right. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like some people laugh so hard and they start snorting. Yeah, <laughs> just, exactly. And it's only when you're on a walk and yeah. there's another pup they want to say hi to yeah. or a person wants to pet them, yeah. you know, otherwise he's wonderful. Right. Or if he hears something outside, you yeah. know, if he's in the house and somebody's coming up, I mean, they hear that long before the person ever Oh, gets yeah. And so that's why I would take the, uh, the shake can. I think that would be a good one, too. Also, too, for a while right now, because the dog is getting so excited, like he's seen another person or another dog that they he might meet, I would tell her to the right now she needs to walk on by. Personally, no dog should meet any other dog unless they're going to have future play dates, especially when you got small dogs, uh, because okay. at any given time your dog that dog could be a treat, a lunch, a scarf, all oh, right. And so okay. that's why. And the dog, and, and if she, the dog is on a regular basis when he sees a person, oh, so that person's going to pet me, and he starts screaming, "Yay, pet me!" Or he sees another dog, "Yay, another dog, we're going to meet." Okay. Now you're you're teaching the dog is getting amped up because you cause that by as he's screaming he gets what he wants which is yeah. that person's attention or that dog's attention. So the right. first thing I would work on too, along with using the shake cam, is that on walk she has to walk on by. Okay, no, come yeah. on, hurry up, just move him along. Come on, hurry up. He doesn't get a chance. And then yeah. also too, how many pounds is the dog? Uh, I want to say twenty. Three, maybe something like that. Okay, my 24. guess, my guess is she uh, uses a harness for walking. Correct. Yes. Okay. So the, uh, remember, harnesses restrain; they don't train. Has he ever had a regular collar on him? Yes, and oh. I bought the, um, and I can't think of the brand right now, but the the collar that has the little forks in it, and you just 
pull it tight. Right, there's a pinch collar. But no, what you want to use, what I use for my small dogs and medium-sized dogs, is the Star, S-T-A-R, Mark collar. That's it. Good, okay. That's the plastic one. There's the little triangles in there, all right? Yep, yep. So, and you want it to slide over his head and slide off, and that's what she's got to start using. So if he doesn't back down, she can just give her wrist a flick. Hey, quiet or whatever her quiet word's going to be, all right? Okay. So between the can and the shake, and, and, and work on that walk-on-by, I would enroll in obedience class so you can learn to be around other people, other dogs, and not wig out. But if, she's tru- if you're truly serious about getting rid of the, you know, calming yep. us down, th- there's a lot of things that have to come into play here. An obedience class. Do you have uh, an obedience class that she could take for this kind of thing? Well, it's just a regular uh, obedience class. Just, he'll, you know, just a beginner one. Is what okay. you want, okay? Because it's it's a series, you know, a weekly thing. That each week he comes to the class, he gets better about being around other dogs, be about being around other people, and so you're okay. desensitizing him. Is what it is, right. all right? And she's okay. using to learn. The, and my guess, if he used that collar, he might have yelped, and then she got paranoid that oh, I'm hurting my dogs. No, well, it he, sounds like you're hurting him. That's the problem. And you know, people look at you. Yep. I mean, and she usually to walk by just because she wants to stop it. You right, know? right. And, and so, and now, an obedience class is what she needs so she can get a handle on it and the dog can get desensitized and it should all get better and better and better. Do you okay. have any recommendation of where to take nope, an obedience class? Katie's keen on obedience to Lloyd Hugo is really nice. <laughs> I want it, but I wish you were just a bad float. You know what, though? Just go and find classes around you. Go sit in without the dog and then uh, and then decide, make your decision from there. So, uh, who you get along with and I get along with maybe two different things, okay? Okay, so even if it's a four-year-old dog... Yep, doesn't make any difference, kid. Okay. Have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye. We'll be back, folks. Don't touch that dial.